All right. So I am here in the studio with the Brazen Youth. They're an indie rock band from Connecticut, currently performing shows across the U.S. with their new EP, 15 Billion Eyes. I was lucky enough to see them at the Pinhook Sunday. Amazing. So nice, you guys. Thank you. Um, so here they are, the Brazen You. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having me, especially so last minute. We appreciate oh, you yeah. having us. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, but if you guys want to like introduce yourselves and like maybe say what you do in the band. All right, I'm Nick. Um, I uh, play guitar and sing in the band. Um, I'm Micah. I, I drum. <laughs> and I'm Charlie, and I play keys and sing in the band. So you guys just came out with 15 Billion Eyes. And so kind of the first question I thought of when I saw that record was um, where the title came from, because it's pretty specific, if there's like a story to that at all. It's it's uh, it's just the population of Earth you know, times two. It's just the eyes on Earth. Oh, that makes so much sense. It was originally called yeah, 14 Billion Eyes. Then we did a quick Google search. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Round it up. How, how, so how many people? It's like seven, seven and a half billion. Five? Yeah. Cool. Good math. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and yeah. so also the new EP, some of the songs on it, like uh, No Cats, No Cradle and Contemplation Twilight, I feel like are kind of a bit of a divergence from your like established sound. And that they're kind of more upbeat and like a little folksier, I would say. Um, was that a conscious decision to kind of shift a little bit or did it kind of just happen organically? I guess um, I guess we were kind of blending like our oldest style of writing and then also trying to adventure on new territory simultaneously. Um, a lot of our roots were in folk. And that probably doesn't come off in the Briscoe Man album or Primitive Initiative, but... It's it's always been in us to, you know, churn out that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And was that like partially influenced from where you guys are from? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. We live in, <laughs> we live in Connecticut. It's, it's not yeah. like the Midwest or it's not like, I don't know, it's not, we don't have a lot of country roots, but I think me and Nick certainly liked country a lot and yeah. we were writing the songs and, you know, Micah brought that upbeat aspect to it with his drum playing and stuff. Absolutely. Charlie also likes ragtime, like piano too, which is Pretty cool. And do you have a favorite song from the EP, either like in general or to perform? Mm. Hard. I, like- I like playing Cat Cradle a lot, like live. I mean, my part on piano is really fun. Mm. So it, it really depends. Every instrument has its, you know, for example, the song Antelope, you know, for me, is, it's pretty boring, but I really like playing it because it's just like, it's, you know, very calming. Mm. You guys? Um, I like playing them all. I think like in general, um, a lot of this EP, like the arrangements were a little bit more like thought out and I would consider them to be a little bit more complex than our previous uh, albums. So that's kind of fun just to know that like this particular part was written to exist in this song very like um, intentionally rather than just like being in a song to kind of just fill in the space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we used to do a lot more of that, a lot of yeah. just walls of sound and then just kind of like whatever we're writing over it. Now, now we're kind of like dissecting each track, really feeling how the piano and the bass and the guitar and drums are just, you know, locking in with each other. Yeah. And uh, building off of that, like um, with our previous albums, we would record them first and then we would come up with a live arrangement. Whereas with this album, we recorded a lot of it live. So a lot of it was sort of like made with the intention of like playing it live, playing it as it is. So like with like... For example, uh, with one of our older songs called Death Post, we um, we like basically we have like the recorded version 
then we have like a live arrangement that's just totally different because uh, we've it's like really difficult for us, almost impossible to like emulate the recorded version. Right. Like we probably doing it did justice live. We probably know? recorded twenty acoustic guitar tracks for that song, yeah. <laughs> or like a song like "You'll Be Forever Nameless." It's a similar thing. It just I wish we had an orchestra of yeah. twenty really tight acoustic guitar players, but yeah, you know. <laughs> We're well, touring. There's no budget. I saw it. I thought it was sick last night. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Micah, do you have a favorite one to perform live? Um, well, I would say I like playing all of them, honestly. Recently, though, I've been really into No Cat, No Cradle, I think. Mm-hmm. I just like, I think all my drum parts, at least for this EP, are a little more intricate. And I do like, like when we, when we recorded, like what Nick was saying, um, we, we came up with it pretty in a more of a live feel. And so, like, I don't know, playing it, like, in the studio is just, like... It required a lot more chops, for sure. Like, we, yeah. we kind of outdid ourselves. Like, we wrote these parts that we weren't necessarily good enough to play. <laughs> so then we had to... We just had to step up our game a little bit before this tour. Yeah. Really, we did a lot of practicing. Setting goals for yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, transitioning into the first song I want to play, I heard both of you guys say, No Cat, No Cradle. So we can go ahead and play that one. Cool. So if everyone wants to check it out, it's from their new EP. Here it is. You said, you said, here, why don't we shut up instead? There's so much left inside my head. I'm staying up, punching bed.
That last song you heard was No Cat, No Cradle by the Brazen Youth. They're actually in studio answering some questions with me. So the next few questions I have are just kind of about the history of your band in general. I know, like, Nick and Charlie, you guys have known each other since the eighth grade. Do you want to talk a little bit about, like, the start of everything? Sure. Um, I guess I'll start, and if you want to, like, cut me off or anything, you, you can. Um, basically, like, I had this friend growing up named Ben, and he was, like, a really good friend of mine from when we were, like, two or three. And Ben and Charlie are cousins. So I always kind of knew Charlie from, like, Ben's, like, birthday parties and stuff. And then... Nick thought I was the weird kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, knew all the presidents when I was really young. And then and Nick's first memory of me is me just saying, like, what, what, what was it? I was just walking around, like, I know we're, all the presidents. We were in a hot tub. Uh, we were, like, seven, like, in Ben's hot tub. And Charlie was, like like kind of bragging about how he like could name all the presidents and he was like i bet i could hold my breath longer than you (laughs) (laughs) i guess i was that kid (laughs) yeah and then like as you know me and charlie both like kind of individually started playing music uh and then around eighth grade i think ben sort of like made the connection that we're both playing music and maybe we should start a group so that's what we did yeah i guess a more modern a more recent history is uh in high school we all started recording at this farm uh and that we all ended up moving there and living there for a few years and that kind of became a home base for like a lot of the stuff we were doing and helped give an identity to the band right that sounds like so wholesome like we just all live on this farm and play music together (laughs) i love that um so like what has it been like kind of growing and working together for so long because like i have friends that i've known for a while and we're not in a band together and it's still kind of like when you know someone for so long, it gets a little rough sometimes, you know? <laughs> sure. But has it been, what's that been like for you guys? I feel like we all have a good creative relationship. I think that even when there's like, you know, we're, we're in a van all day with each other. Like we're going to piss each other off. But I think that we all have a pretty strong creative relationship. Yeah. So that's always going to be like the connecting thread. Right. And also like, like simply even as like songwriters, like Charlie and I have kind of known each other since our very or like almost like first songs that we've written and it's really cool to watch like charlie like progress as a songwriter and it's kind of cool to i sort of like hold myself to the standard i don't know i feel like i I sort of like hold myself to the standard at which charlie progresses as a songwriter and it's a nice like uh piece of motivation you know so do you like all contribute to the lyrics or like how does that work lyrics are pretty split uh the arrangements are like the full band really just goes at it um, but yeah, no, lyrics are pretty split. Usually it's like, I'll come to the band with like a chord progression and some lyrics or Nick will, and we'll go from there. So you guys are playing shows while pursuing degrees. Can you talk about like what that's like to kind of balance? Cause I'm a student and I like, can't even imagine trying to do that. I couldn't either. So <laughs> I dropped out of school. I'm, I don't think I'll go back. If I graduate, it's, I'll probably be. Like forty, like <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. sure. Um, I mean, I guess like for me, what was interesting and like the difference between Charlie and Nick. So I'm a year younger than them, and right after high school, I was telling you this last night. I like we we all went on tour, and Charlie and Nick did like a semester, well, a semester and a year of school before we went on tour. So um, I think for me, going to school after. Um, we, we did all the tour stuff, like was very interesting because I was really like just in the tour mindset and I like school, 
I do. But like, I also think like, I don't know, there's like, there's, I had a lot of like qualms with it at the time, but, um, ultimately after the semester ended, I thought it was like, like really good, but balancing it is honestly just like, I, I don't know, just take it semester by semester, you know? Cause it's like really easy for me to go back. So I'm not really like thinking about like how I'm like balancing it. I'm just like, kind of like when I'm in school, I'm in school when I'm here, I'm like here, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's like really different vibes too. Yeah, that's true. Just like, you know, I feel like on tour, you're just like pretty independent. You're just going about like doing what you got to do, you know, and like it's very one track, kind of like a very one track mindset, you know, just like get to point A to point B, you know. Um, and then with school, it's just like you're in that one solitary space, I guess. And, you know, you're you're a student learning rather than being I mean, in, in school, you're definitely independent, but it's different, I think, you know. I guess, like, the one thing I would say is um, adjusting, like, back and forth is not as difficult as I thought it might have been, which is cool. Nice. So the last question I have before we play another song is, has traveling and performing been, like, how you imagined it would be when you first started together? When I think about our perception of what we thought tour would be, I think about just the bands I was following, like when I was like 16 there. No, I think like a mean thing about the districts a lot. We were a big fan of the districts in high school and they were like a band from uh, like Lancaster that would just like play these dive bars all over the country. And we were like, that's sick. We should do that. And now we're kind of, we're kind of doing that. And you know, the, some shows are better than others, but it, in some ways is what you expect. But you know, we, there's these funny little shows that just pop up and you, you can never, you can't, you can't get ready for them. <laughs> yeah. Especially recently, um, our last, probably like, I've probably like 80% of our last like 15 shows have been at venues we've never played before. And a lot of them have been at colleges. So it's really interesting. Like every night on this tour has been very different. So it's kept it very entertaining and, right. and fun, like memorable. Do you ever get like nervous when you're in a new place and you don't know what to expect? Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I, for, no. I, I forget we're playing a show until like 20 oh, minutes well, before we go on most of the time. So I'm pretty, yeah. like we played, we've probably played like a hundred shows in the past year or two. And I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. like, like, I love it, but like, I, I don't feel nervous anymore. It's like, I'm excited to play a set. It's also very, it, it's a lot easier to find like comfort and stability in unfamiliar places. Cause like, uh, for example, uh, the other day we we're in Glassboro, New Jersey, and we had like, six hours to kill mm -hmm. so i so we, we all just kind of like charlie and gabe uh went to like a basketball court <laughs> we found a brewery yeah, just like, like a brewery like i went to a cafe and like i chilled in the student center for a while at the school we were playing at and i don't know it's whenever wherever you can find a spot that you can just like chill um you, you take it mm -hmm. you know? yeah honestly you know, your standards go down <laughs> a little bit for comfort even for sleeping like yeah <laughs> Yeah. Okay, great. Well, do you guys have any suggestions for a song you might want to play? Um, Can I put someone new off the new EP? Sure. Maybe contemplation. Yeah, maybe contemplation because yeah. we um, I think it was mentioned. Yeah. I think you mentioned mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So here's the single off the new EP. It is Contemplation Twilight. Check it out.
DJ Deji. I am here with the Brazen Youth. They're in studio answering some questions with me. So this next set of questions I have asked a lot about you guys' lyrics. Um, whenever I listen to new music, that's something I focus on a lot. And you guys have some pretty heavy lyrics sometimes. So I was wondering if you could kind of touch on the process of writing maybe some of those more emotional lines and where those concepts come from. I could speak to No Cat, No Cradle. Um, that was based off a Kurt Vonnegut book. Cat's Cradle. Um, oh, yeah. I've read that one. That's the only Kurt Vonnegut book yeah. I've ever read. Um, I, I don't know. I just I don't really have too much to say. It's not like... I just like don't want to be pretentious. And it's just like... <laughs> it's just like the lyrics of the lyrics. It's just like what they... They made, just made sense at the time, and I just keep singing them. Right. right. Also, like, sometimes... Uh, I think some of our best lyrics are the ones that are not are almost like more of like stream of consciousness lyrics. Like at least like f 
from some of my songs, I feel like sometimes I think my best lyrics are the ones that uh, I'll like surprise myself with. I'll just be like sitting and playing the guitar and I'll just like kind of say something. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's actually like not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I should keep this. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're just happy accidents, you know? Because sometimes, sometimes I wonder like, you know, when you're listening to a song and you hear that one lyric that kind of like hits you. And I wonder if like when people are writing them, if that's the same thing that happens that you're just like, ooh, ah, like, there yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes sometimes it's super healing to write and you just like, so when you healing. say, when you can articulate what you really feel with words, it's like, there's nothing like it. Um, especially when you do in a way that just surprises yourself. Yeah. Just a phrasing you didn't think you could do, a wordplay yeah. off a melody or something. But even, even like on top of like articulating feelings, a lot of it is, is discovering like identifying feelings that maybe slipped from the unconscious in that process, you know, that maybe you wouldn't have been able to like admit to yourself otherwise in just like regular thought, you know? Right. Right. Writing is like an inquiry to yourself. It's like, you just kind of just, yeah, diving in, like you just feeling things you didn't know you feel for sure. Have you guys ever written a song about a specific person or experience that kind of like came back to bite you? To bite? (laughs) Like an ex was like, hey, I know that's about me. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not to bite. No. Like, at, at least, like, you, you know, there are some songs that I've written about specific people, and those people, some of them, most of them will, like, know that the songs are about them. It's usually fine. <laughs> that's far, I mean. You're never no, I mean, I don't, I would never write, like, have... a, I would never write like, a diss track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are usually, like, songs, like, because I, like, think people are cool or like admire people or yeah and do you have any like specific favorite lyrics that you guys have i mean uh, i could say one of your favorite lyrics you say one of my favorite lyrics yeah (laughs) that's interesting because then it's not as um yeah sure (laughs) sure um i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna take this back to the first album ever dying bristol man uh i really like the second verse of center of gravity uh the line is in the kids play uh till they fall off their asses and the dogs, they will run right past the road again. And I, I really like that uh, because at the farm that Charlie grew up on, they would have farmer's markets every Saturday. Whenever I hear that lyric, I just like picture the farmer's market like perfectly and being like 13, being at the farmer's market. So that's really cool. It's very like nostalgic for me to hear that. And I don't know. Paints the same picture every time, which is cool. Yeah. I don't know. There's, so there's a lot of Nick's lyrics I love. I don't know. This was This one's going to seem underwhelming, but... Some of my favorite lyrics of Nick's are, like, his most straightforward ones. Like, I am an antelope running from the hunter's gun. It's just, like, that's, like, as clear as it can be. It's, like, it's just, like, a good metaphor. Like, there's no crazy wordplay. It's just, like, you're an antelope running from the hunter's gun. There's a lot in that phrasing. Yeah. And that song is, like, really yeah. descriptive, too. It's, like, a lot of imagery. So it's, like, a very, like, conjures a really yeah. specific image. Uh, also the end of contemplation twilight is like has really beautiful lyrics i feel like you probably get this all the time but um the first time i heard burn slowly i love you the actual lyric like burn slowly when that gets dragged out i was like oh my gosh because it felt like i know really genuine and then also um figure in the field where you guys are saying um you're not a flicker you're the delight you are the daylight Oh, daylight? Oh, my gosh. Well, that just blew my mind. <laughs> oh, that makes so much more sense, actually. You are the delight. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. 
Maybe we should change it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The delight. Well, I like daylight too, cause that like fits into like the theme of the song more. Now that you say that, it makes a lot more sense. But I like that because it's like, it's like you're really trying to convince the person that's listening to it, like of that fact. It sounds like if the Smiths did it, they'd be like, "You were the delight." delight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. How about another song now? Probably burn slowly if you want. All right, so here it is. Check out the lyrics. It is Burn Slowly, I Love You. I recognize you best in the fog. Your chest is heavy, your skin is thawed. Tender as a rotten love. You would not see me like that But you would see me little black with pearl inside an oyster Your cell phone list was like the dissipates into the moisture Pass the bars, we'll look your back and see what I figured
Hello, everybody. You're listening to WKNC FM HD1 Raleigh, and I'm DJ Deji. That last song you just heard was Burn Slowly, I Love You by the Brazen Youth. They were nice enough to sit down with me for an interview, and here's the rest of that right now. So for my last few questions, these are kind of more fun ones to like get to know you guys a little bit more. Um, just a general one to start off. Do you guys have any favorite stories from like traveling and playing together? There's a really, it's really long. I'll try to make it very concise. There, uh, we played a show in Atlanta a couple of years, or about a year ago, actually. And it was like an awesome show. We we're like so like happy, like proud of ourselves. And right as we we're leaving the venue, uh, the tire, we had a flat tire in our van. So like we had I to was call. Driving. Mike was <laughs> driving. And we had to like call like AAA. And the AAA person came and he, he, he like. It was like 3 a.m. It was like 3 a.m. And he was like yo, like, I can't change this tire. Like, you need, a, you need a, like, a special key. And then I think they, like, towed the car away to, like, an auto shop. And the auto shop was like, yeah, like, we don't have the key either to, like, change this tire. Like, you need to get it from the Ford dealership that doesn't open until Monday. And it was, like, a Friday night. So um, we ended up not being able to stay at our Airbnb that we had because it was, like, too late. And uh, we got, like, a hotel at, like, 5 a.m. And some of us, like, ended up driving back to Connecticut and the rest like ended just like stayed in Atlanta for a couple of days and waited for the van because we were taking two vehicles at that point. So wow, yeah, that sounds very stressful. Yeah, it was, stressful. <laughs> it was funny though <laughs> in retrospect. Yeah, it was during that hurricane. Which hurricane? yeah, it was during Hurricane uh, Florence too. Oh so that yeah. was happening too. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> we had a great time at Princeton the other night. It was just like yeah, that was it was sick. the latest show we've ever played. Yeah. It was it started. We went on at like one fifteen. The show ended at like three fifteen. Jeez. And then, like, we were up until, like, 4.30, just, like, hanging out, like, partying with these kids. Like, this, like, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. Um, so do you guys have any songs that, like, when you hear them, immediately invoke nostalgia for you? Anything from Briscoe, man. Like, Let Us yeah. Be Alone Again always feels super nostalgic for me. Just because, like, that, that, we've recorded that song for a long time, and I don't know. Like, we, we put out that song... Before Trump was elected, and it was very much like about. It was like a, that was our only diss track. <laughs> yeah. We had a diss track. That That's was a, a diss good track. One to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just that one's like nostalgic. Yeah, that it reminds you of a different time. That entire album, for sure. Like uh, Micah and I were having this conversation last night about how, like, when Micah wasn't in the band when we uh, when Charlie and I wrote Bristlecone Man, but he did the drum tracks for it. But we were talking about how it's really cool that. Charlie and I were writing uh, and recording our songs at that point in our lives because we were still in high school. So it was like a very like tender, like very like angsty period for us. And it's kind of cool to like have those like products of that time to like go back to and listen to. And I I don't really critique it anymore just because it was so long ago. So I can just like listen to it and be like, wow, like that's it's like a home video in a weird way, you know? Yeah. And it's nice that they're good and that they're not like terrible. Because if I had written music <laughs> when I was in high school, it'd be like, so angsty and terrible <laughs> and I would have like burned every copy of them <laughs> there was one album we did that too really there's a secret album we there's an album before. we have a couple that just suck that, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh you should like year. release it on like an anniversary or something no. I'll say this there's on SoundCloud there's three remastered versions of songs from that album but that's it like and we yeah I think we wipe that from the internet Halloween is coming up. Do you guys have any ideas for costumes? I'm Rocky. I'm going as Rocky. That's fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be Ivan Drago, who Rocky fights in Rocky 4. 
Are you guys going to fight each other? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. Record it. Yeah. Live stream. I kind of just want to be like Michael Sarah, I guess. That's weird. Michael wants to be. How do you do that, though? Yeah, do I feel like just this. What? That's like no. cheating, You just got to be though. so awkward. Yeah. yeah, just like awkward. I yeah. don't know. So, do you have any corduroy pants? No. Yeah, you can buy them. Like, like, <laughs> they wouldn't fit me. Mikey doesn't <laughs> skip leg day. You don't know they could be like the sisterhood of the traveling pants pants that yeah, fit everyone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe later. Those are nice pants though. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good recovery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so this is my last question. I feel like it tells a lot about like what kind of person you are depending on your answer. Um. Would you rather take an all expenses paid trip around the world for a year or spend one day on the moon? One day on the moon. Really? Why? Yeah. Um, I just really like space. <laughs> but also, I mean, I honestly, I don't think it's like much deeper than that. I just think like, what, what other chance would I get, get to go to space, I guess, you know? Or just yeah. like have that like, would I be alone on the moon? Because <laughs> that's like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can bring like one Plus friend. One well, no, I kind of want to be alone, I think. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Then you can <laughs> reject the plus one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what would you do be... up there, though? Like, that's the part I don't get. Maybe just, like, look at the earth. Okay. Cry. Cry, yeah. Yeah. Or just, like, I would just cry. explore and, like, jump around. No no gravity. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like going to the moon would be, like, it's like going to a water park. Like, it'd be fun for the first, like, two hours. And then you're like, all right, this is it. Just, yeah. like, the moon. Just, like, a bunch of rocks. Nice view. If you if you travel to Earth, you get like you get like a lot of variety. That's my you, thing. Is you like, want to see it all before you die? You know, you just and like yeah. that's the opportunity. And like also all expenses cool. paid. Yeah, but I feel if like I, I would be like, like really contemplative on the moon, just like looking at the entire Earth. I don't know. I mean, it depends on where you are on the moon. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> you probably couldn't see the Earth. I don't know. Well, could you? I would go to the moon. <laughs> I would do the moon. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, I'm. I feel like it would be cheaper to like, or like, I feel like going to the moon would be way more expensive than an all expenses paid. But we can make trip. a world tour out of that. If we travel the earth, had all expenses paid, we just book some shows along the way. Yeah. That but like, that would kind of ruin it. Like, I would, like, no, yeah. no offense. But. No, no, it'd be, that'd be tough. World tour. Moon. Moon I just tour. really like the moon. That's a good answer. <laughs> I worked with a guy, he thought that the moon didn't exist. Like straight up, he was like this crazy conspiracy theorist. I could, I might be willing to like, you know, get on give board some with that. To that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, that I think, it doesn't exist. I'm down for a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah. I think the moon is cheese. Yeah, yeah. It's cheese. Yeah, I think it's well, cheese. you won't know until you go there. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, just go up there and just like take a big bite. Right, exactly. All by yourself. All by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you guys have anything else to add? Um. Thank you so much for. Uh, having us oh yeah, yeah thank you thank you guys for being here it was super fun thank you guys so much thank you thank you so that was the brazen youth thank you guys so much again for interviewing and sitting down with me they're currently playing shows across the u.s and released an ep in september called 15 billion eyes to close out the show i'm going to play another song from that new ep it is called though you gleam and it is beautiful so i hope you all enjoy oh, Inside a shaking